Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, let's take our Bibles and turn to Numbers chapter 28. Numbers chapter 28. Uh, and as is our custom on Wednesday night when it's dark outside and we're tired, let's stand to our feet for the reading of God's Word. Uh, a lot of very specifics with that. Uh, but we're going to read a couple of verses and we're going to jump in, hopefully uh, to get through a little different uh, tonight. But uh, look at verse number one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel and say unto them, My offerings and my bread for my sacrifices made by fire uh, for a sweet savor unto me shall ye observe to offer unto me in their due season. My offerings, my sacrifice, my bread. Uh, and someone may say, haven't we already been through this? And uh, let's have a word of prayer and then let's jump into it again. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll bless tonight, that uh, as we look into the perfect law of liberty, uh, open mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy, thy law. Uh, and we know that your word is perfect, converting the soul. We know that your word uh, is is what blesses and edifies. And so, uh, Lord, help me to get out of the way and help us to be uh, introduced in a personal way to the principles of your word. God, we will give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. 28, 29. Um, uh, someone will say sacrifices. Uh, we've already seen that in the book of Exodus generally. Uh, we've already got really specific about that uh, in the book of Leviticus. And uh, now again, again, uh, now again, it's a, a repetition, a reiteration of what we've already seen once again. Uh, in uh, chapter 28, verse 1 through 8, it's the daily sacrifices. And then verse 9 through 10, it's the weekly Sabbath sacrifices. And then verse 16, it's the Passover. And then verse 17 to 25, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then verse 26 down to the end of the chapter, the Feast of Pentecost. And then chapter 29, verse 1 through 6, the Feast of Trumpets. And then 7 through 11, the Day of Atonement. And then uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. And again, again, uh, again, uh, we're giving uh, uh, repetition to this and um, uh, repeating, reiterating this once again, uh, why do we do so so often? Pastor, I've heard this before, uh, and we're doing it again. Uh, sometimes teachers will be teaching, and they'll be thinking, well, I gave that. I already give, I gave that once. Now, why should I give that uh, again? And just a few thoughts, nowhere to put this, but uh, why the repetition? Why the repetition, the reiteration? Uh, number one, because they weren't following it in the first place. <laughs> number one. And so God's coming around saying, no, you really do need to follow this. You, you really do need to obey this. And uh, kind of like the repetition that we hear in God's word about prayer, uh, prayer, and then again a prayer. We hear another passage about prayer uh, uh, and, and uh, another whole section on prayer. And the question isn't, do I understand prayer? The question is, am I praying? Uh, and so many times uh, uh, the, the, um, we're to uh, be not forgetful hearers, but to be doers of the word. 
Uh, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so uh, I think one of the reasons for the repetition is God saying, uh, no, you need to do these things. And so uh, I, I think uh, another reason why uh, the repetition in Exodus, Leviticus, and now Numbers uh, is because it's a new generation that needs to be taught the same old truths that the previous generation uh, was taught. Uh, and of course, we know they're filtering out the old generation that... that um, uh, balked at crossing into uh, Canaan, uh, and that generation died off, was dying off for those 38 and a half years wandering. Uh, and now it's the next generation. And so uh, not just uh, is it uh, repeated because they weren't doing it. It's also repeated because um, uh, in, instead of getting blasé about, well, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. I'm going to check out. Uh, we should be excited about there's people in here that have never heard it before. Uh, and we should get excited that, that they're going to get it for the first time, uh, and we're going to get it in a deeper way uh, as we look at it uh, again. Uh, and then uh, the third reason, I think, the repetition, the reiteration, is because they were justifying uh, to themselves why they weren't doing it. Uh, they're going now from a traveling time, from a traveling time, 38 and a half years, uh, to, to they're beginning a warring time, a warring time. Uh, and it'd be easy for them to say, well, I would do it if, uh, I would follow it if, uh, if I wasn't in this situation, and then uh, how can they possibly expect me to follow that? We're too busy, we're too busy. Uh, and God basically is saying, there's no excuse. We need to follow the word of God. Uh, we need to obey the word of God. I think the fourth reason why uh, the repetition, that reiteration is because God is showing how serious sin is. Uh, every blood sacrifice, um, it would have been a bloodbath, a, a, a just a uh, splattering everywhere and uh, graphic. Uh, and it's God saying that's uh, what's compensatory for the sin that you commit. Uh, a sacrifice has to be paid. Uh, and if you want to know how bad sin is, uh, look at the sacrifices. And so uh, God reiterates it once again to show us how serious sin is. Um, if you can imagine that dove, that head being twisted off, the blood uh, being poured out in that earthen vessel, that's the uh, offering for the, the, the uh, uh, purifying of the leper. Uh, or a lamb just shredded. Uh, and a lot of times it's the one that's offering it. His hands uh, are on the head of that, that lamb. His hands are on the, the head of that bullock, takes part in it. I mean, uh, you wouldn't come out of that with a clean outfit. There would be blood splatterings everywhere. Uh, and it's basically God showing us the seriousness uh, of sin. And lastly, uh, why the reiteration uh, is because God is giving a proper balance, uh, a proper priority to the word that he gives. And he repeats what's important. Uh, he repeats what's important. And uh, Lord willing, as a church, the the, the approach we have uh, from cover to cover, uh, Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, uh, will repeat as often uh, as God repeats it, uh, so there will be a greater emphasis on uh, what God deems important uh, and not based upon what a preacher deems important. It's not about my hobby horse that can't even be found in the Bible. It's not about my pet peeve that, that may be spoken about one time in the Bible and uh, that preacher hits it over and over and over and over again. Well, the way to have a proper balance of the Word of God uh, is by going line upon line, precept upon precept, uh, through the entire Word of God. Uh, and my commitment is we'll be as loud uh, as God is. We'll hit it as often 
as God does. However, my commitment is also, uh, we'll be as silent on a topic as God is. And we'll hit something as rarely as God does. I don't want my spirit or anyone else's spirit uh, to, to improperly uh, 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 give an imbalance to uh, the priority of the things that God has uh, prioritized. And so uh, let's write a couple things down to get started. Uh, number one, uh, understand the offerings are giving a picture, a picture, two things, of our Lord Jesus Christ, number one. Each offering, each sacrifice uh, gives us a picture. They're a shadow of things to come. They foreshadow uh, the perfect sacrifice, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, they're a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they're a picture, number two, of our life in Christ. Uh, of our life in Christ. And so uh, those two layers, or I can put it this way, uh, the offerings are a prophetic illustration of him. Uh, a prophetic illustration uh, of him, the one that's to come. Uh, the one that is our Passover lamb. Uh, the one that uh, is that uh, atoning, that, that atonement. Uh, 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 it, it points to him. Uh, but it also, uh, those offerings are a personal, they have a personal uh, application for us. The burnt offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, the meal offering, the trespass offering, uh, all of those. Understand there's always two prongs. Uh, and the first couple of times we went through this, we detailed it, uh, and we talked a lot about how it pictures Christ. Uh, today I want to look at it through the lens of Romans chapter 12, where it says, um, I beseech you, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your, I'm talking to you, you present your bodies, a, a living sacrifice, which is wholly acceptable to God, which is your uh, reasonable service. And so, uh, God reaches back to, to these sacrifices and says, hey, that's how you're to live. Uh, that's how you're to live. And so uh, as we looked at them at least two times, maybe three times, uh, explaining it, detailing it, and then offering it. Uh, and now again, uh, the first couple of times we pointed to Christ, and we're still pointing to Christ. He's our great example, uh, but it gives application for us. Is everybody ready? Uh, our life should be a living sacrifice, a, a, a living sacrifice. Uh, and what can we learn uh, that would apply to us about this? Put down number one. First off, we're to be a consecrated sacrifice. Uh, a consecrated sacrifice, living our life for him. Uh, living for an audience of one to please him. Uh, okay, look at it. It's in verse number one, chapter 28. A consecrated sacrifice. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel, and say unto them, My offering and my bread for my sacrifice made by fire, for a sweet savor unto me. Look at verse number 6. It is a continual burnt offering which is ordained in Mount Sinai, uh, for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire, a sweet savor unto the Lord. Now look at verse number 8. And the other lamb shalt thou offer it even as the meat offering in the morning and as the drink offering thereof. Thou shalt offer it a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor uh, unto the Lord. Uh, it's noteworthy to me how God describes the sacrifices. Boy, it's a sweet smell. It's a sweet aroma. Uh, have you ever smelt 
uh, burning hide and burning hair and burning flesh. Uh, to man, it would be a smelly stench, but to God, it's a sweet savor. Uh, to man, it would be, what? That's just crazy. Uh, it's not appealing at all, uh, but we're not living for man. We're living for God. Uh, and to God, when we have a consecrated life, boy, it's a sweet savor uh, unto the Lord. Uh, it's not a sweet savor to you. It's not a sweet savor to me. Uh, I'm not living to please you. I'm not living to please me. Uh, it's a sweet savor unto the Lord. Uh, I'm living to please him. Uh, and God says, it's a delight to me. Boy, I, 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 it brings me joy. Uh, in my nostrils, it's a sweet savor, a delightful smell. Uh, I'm well pleased with that. Uh, and so uh, we're to be a consecrated sacrifice. Say that with me. Uh, we're to be a, a consecrated sacrifice. Now look down at verse number 13. Uh, it's not just a couple of verses cherry-picked here. Verse 13, halfway down. A burnt offering of a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. Sweet savor unto the Lord. Look at 24. Uh, at the end, it's a sweet savor unto the Lord. 27 at the beginning. Uh, but ye shall offer the burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord. Uh, and then chapter 29, look at verse number 22. It's carried, that thought carried over as it's talking about offerings and sacrifices and how do we apply it to us. Uh, look at verse 2. Uh, and ye shall offer a burnt offering for, a, again, a sweet savor unto the Lord. Uh, it, it said again in 296, 29.8, 29.13, 29.36. Uh, and I say all of that to say, when we live a life of sacrifice, when we're denying our flesh, our flesh, that flesh being consumed, that, that flesh being burnt up, uh, when we're denying our flesh, and we're living a consecrated sacrifice to him, boy, he finds joy uh, in that. Uh, is my life pleasing God? And by the way, that should be the motive of our ministry. That should be the passion uh, of our personal sacrifice uh, is not to show how much character we have or show how disciplined we are or to please someone that says something. No, no, our, our sacrifice and our consecration uh, is to please him. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath called him. And so that consecration, anytime we're crucifying our flesh, saying no to our flesh, it's pleasing to God. You say, well, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is waking up a half an hour earlier tomorrow morning so that you can start reading your Bible and praying. Uh, what I mean by that is fasting uh, uh, touches on this. Uh, when we deny our flesh, deny our flesh, uh, not just to prove something or prove ourselves worthy, to deny ourselves so that we can draw closer to God. Take that lunchtime and spend that time with God. Uh, anytime we're denying our flesh, it's pleasing uh, to Him. When we turn off the TV or uh, we, we, we uh, give over and above the tithe, offerings, offerings, and by the way, I... I think it's interesting that we call them offerings, uh, the offerings here, the offerings financially there, uh, the sacrifices over and above. We're denying our flesh. It's a sweet savor to God. Would anybody agree that God doesn't exist for our benefit? We exist for his. Well, God, if you would do this, and God bless this, and God change this, and God take care of this, 
God doesn't exist for our benefit. Now, there's blessing after blessing after blessing. He's poured out his grace, his goodness on us. But that's not why God exists. We exist for God's benefit. And so as we sacrifice, why God sacrificed everything for us, uh, we should live a consecrated life uh, of sacrifice uh, for him. Deny our flesh, crucify our flesh. Galatians 5.24 says, uh, words it, uh, crucifying your flesh and the affections and lust thereof, for they that are in the flesh cannot please God, Romans 8.8. 8. Uh, doing the work of God in your flesh, in your carnality, in that angst, in that uh, bitterness, in that, 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 that disappointment or whatever that flesh is, uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, um, uh, if you're uh, doing it in the flesh, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And so when we deny our flesh uh, and lean in him, when we crucify uh, our flesh, in fact, uh, Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. Uh, daily. Now, uh, again, to God, it's well-pleasing. It's, it brings him delight. It brings him joy. Uh, to man, they're going to be saying, how much do you give to your church? Uh, you give 10% to your church, and that's when you correct them and say, uh, no, I give 10% to the Lord. Um, oh, you spend three days or two days a week in church, and they don't get it. They don't understand it. Why? They're of the flesh. They're of the flesh. Uh, but, but when we deny our flesh, boy, in the sight of God, it's well pleasing to him. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable, 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 well-pleasing unto God. Number two, write it down. And so the first thing with that thread of repetition through 28 and 29, um, uh, sweet savor unto the Lord, sweet savor unto the Lord, over and over. Uh, for us, I want to be a consecrated sacrifice dedicated to him. Number two, the second phrase that's over and over and over again. Uh, look at verse number three, chapter 28. Uh, and thou shalt say unto them, this is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto the Lord, two lambs of the first year without spot, day by day, day by day, for a continual, for a continual burnt offering. Look at six. It is a continual, say that, a continual burnt offering. Verse 10. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath beside the, the continual, the, the continual burnt offering. Verse 15, the continual. 24, the continual. Uh, 31, the continual. Uh, uh, 29, 11, the continual. And again, in 29, 16, 19, 22, 25, 28, 31, 34, 38. Hey, I almost get the idea God's trying to say something here uh, as he's repeating it over and over and over. Uh, have you ever had to repeat something to your kids? Anybody in here ever have to do that? Uh, they're just not getting it. Let me say it again. They're just not getting it. Let me say it again. They're just not getting it. Uh, it it's important, so I'm going to reiterate, stay out of the street. Uh, don't go into the street. It's important. Uh, it, 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 it's a big deal. Uh, and so I'm going to say it again. Don't put that knife in the outlet. And so uh, uh, again and again and again. Uh, and it's almost as if God's doing that here. Number two, write it down. Uh, not only should I have my life a consecrated sacrifice unto the Lord, uh, but also I need to live a life of continual sacrifice, of continual sacrifice. Not just sweet savor unto the Lord, that, that's that consecrated, it speaks of our desire to please him, but uh, also a, a continual offering that speaks of our devotion, uh, our devotion, uh, a continual word of pray without ceasing. 
Continual. Continual. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Continual. The Bible. We'll give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. The Bible prays. Now, I'll bless the Lord at all times. I'll bless the Lord at all times. And His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so, not just a consecrated offering to Him. Uh, yes, yes. Boy, I want to live for Him. For Him. For Him. Uh, and then also, a, a continual sacrifice. A, a continual sacrifice. Denying the flesh brings delight to the Lord. It's an all-encompassing, continual thing. And by the way, that's the hard part of Romans 12, where we're to present our bodies a living, a living sacrifice. The Old Testament, when they would kill the animal uh, and strap it down on that altar and light that fire underneath, that animal is so dead uh, before that. Uh, uh, but uh, when it's a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice has a tendency to crawl off the altar, uh, to go back to the old ways, uh, to go back to pleasing their flesh, uh, to go back to, uh, and by the way, the big three are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Uh, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world passes away. Uh, and so, Denying that flesh, a consecrated offering, a, that's what we're supposed to live, uh, a continual sacrifice, that's how we're supposed to live. Put down number three, a consistent sacrifice, a consistent sacrifice. Look at 29.6. And so we saw uh, the word, a sweet savor unto the Lord a gazillion times. And then uh, we saw that word continual, 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 uh, a, a continual number of times. Uh, but now look at this one, verse number 6 of chapter 29. Beside the burnt offering of the month and his meat offering and the daily, 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 daily Bible reading, daily prayer, uh, daily worship, daily uh, praise, daily living for the Lord. Uh, the daily burnt offering in 28 verse number 3 uses the phrase day by day, day by day, day by day. Uh, our Lord's prayer that we pray to the Lord uh, Lord, give us this day, this day, which implies we should be praying that every day. Give us this day uh, our daily bread, our daily, this day, uh, our daily bread. And so uh, a consistent, a consistent uh, daily Bible reading, daily prayer, uh, consistently uh, rededicating our life. Uh, Luke says, if any man will come after me, uh, let him deny himself daily and take up his cross his cross, sacrifice, uh, and follow me. And again, Paul, uh, I die daily, 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Hey, right up here for a minute. Okay, wake up. I'm going to give you something. Then you can go back to sleep. Um, there's a rhythm of life that when you get in that rhythm, uh, it helps your entire life. The rhythm, the rhythm. Uh, man is a creature of habit usually bad ones. But anyway, uh, man is a creature of habit, uh, but you get into those rhythms. You get into those rhythms, not to turn off your brain and turn off your heart, uh, but when you get in a rhythm, you get in a rhythm. Uh, the, my rhythm is when I get up in the morning, it's Bible reading and prayer. That's my rhythm. That's a daily rhythm. Uh, and then uh, for, for church, uh, on the first day of the week, the first day of the week, uh, uh, a weekly rhythm, a weekly rhythm. And then uh, the giving, the giving uh, is on a weekly rhythm. And then uh, it, the Lord's Supper is on a bi-monthly uh, type of a rhythm. 
but, but if God could get us in a rhythm of living for him, well, it's half the battle. Uh, we make way too many decisions in our life. Do I feel like serving God today? Or do I not feel like serving God today? That's never a question that I ask myself. Do I go to church this week? Or how am I feeling? How am I doing? Do I not go to church this week? I, I don't ever ask that question. Uh, do I tithe this week? Do I not tithe this week? No, uh, I want to be in such a rhythm, a rhythm, a rhythm. Okay, let me put it this way. Uh, one of my professors in Bible college says, uh, you don't measure your ministry in years. You measure it in decades, in decades. Uh, you don't measure your Christianity in years as you're just all over the board, all over the board, all over the board, uh, here and then there and then there and all over the board, starting over again, starting over again. Uh, you don't measure it in years. You measure it in decades. Uh, and the only way that that a person is able to sustain uh, and stay uh, and faithful uh, and consistent uh, is to get in that rhythm, to get in that rhythm of life. And so uh, I do think the daily sacrifice, the weekly sacrifice, the monthly sacrifice, the yearly uh, sacrifice, all of them uh, talked about here. Uh, that's why Bible reading is an everyday, everyday. Prayer is an everyday, everyday. Uh, personally, praising and worship every day, every day, church every week, play that rhythm uh, of life. Uh, and so again, we're talking about Romans 12, uh, how these sacrifices uh, apply to us, or should we just read it and forget about it? No, uh, how do those principles that we pull out of them, uh, how does it apply to us? Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, ye, 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 therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, ye present, ye present your bodies uh, a living sacrifice uh, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, your reasonable service. And so, uh, number one, I saw that I want to be a consecrated sacrifice. If you say it with me, I'll know you're awake, okay? Uh, number one, uh, I want to be a consecrated sacrifice. Number two, uh, I want to be a continual sacrifice. Uh, number three, uh, I don't want to be inconsistent all over the board. Just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean everyone else has to have a bad day. I want to live a consistent life. Number three, a consistent sacrifice. And then number four, quickly, a compounding sacrifice. A compounding sacrifice. Not confounding, but compounding. Look at chapter 28. Look at verse number three. It starts out, and thou shalt say unto them, this is the offering made by fire, which ye shall offer unto the Lord two lambs of the first year without spot day by day for a continual burnt offering. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb, that one lamb, shalt thou offer at even. One, one. It starts out one. Look at verse number 13. Uh, and a several tenth deal of flour mingled with oil for a meat offering unto one, unto one lamb. Uh, now it starts out very small. Um, it doesn't seem like a very big sacrifice. Just one, just one. Boy, I can do that. We can do that. Just one. Uh, but look at how it compounds. Look at chapter 29. Look at verse number 13. As you're reading, it's increasing, it's compounding. Look at 13. And ye shall offer a burnt offering, a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. 13, not lambs. It was one lamb. Now it's 13 young bullocks, two rams, and 14 lambs. Down at verse number 17, it's 12 young bullocks. It's two rams, it's 
14 lambs. Look at verse number 20. And on the third day, 11 bullocks, two rams, and 14 lambs. It started out just one, one lamb, one lamb. Uh, and now first day, 14, second day, 14, uh, third day, 14. Uh, not even to mention the bullocks uh, and then also the rams, 23. And the fourth day, 10 bullocks, two rams, 14 lambs, 26. Fifth day, nine bullocks, two rams, 14 lambs, uh, 29. Sixth day, eight bullocks, two rams, 14 lambs, uh, 32. Seventh day, seven bullocks, two rams, 14 lambs. It starts out one little lamb, one little lamb, uh, one singular, small, uh, pretty easy, not much of a sacrifice, one lamb. But by the time we're done, it's compounding to the point of over a ton of flour that's offered in the meal offerings. A thousand gallons of wine and oil that's offered uh, to the Lord. 13,000 oxen uh, offered to the Lord. 60,000 sheep uh, annually. Annually, that's how much, uh, how many. Uh, that's the amount of offerings. Boy, it's increasing. It's multiplying. Uh, and what I take away from that is, uh, yeah, we, we were as children. Um, uh, yes, as newborn babes desiring the censor, we were uh, started out uh, 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 not not as not as all in, uh, but but I want my life not to be waning towards the end of my life serving the Lord. Well, you know, I used to teach Sunday, I used to do that, but there was a time when now it's someone else's chance. Uh, no, I want my life to be increasing and compounding uh, and. Uh, Giving all diligence, it's 2 Peter chapter 1. Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to your virtue knowledge, uh, and add to your knowledge temperance, and uh, add to your temperance patience, and uh, add to your patience godliness, and uh, add to your godliness brotherly kindness. Well, I don't want to be satisfied. I don't want to be satisfied. And I think Paul talked a lot about that in Philippians chapter 2, uh, about not being satisfied, but stretching and, and increasing and, and running to attain the prize. But I think Paul talked a lot about that. And so, uh, number four, a compounding, an increasing, a multiplying kind of a sacrifice. 1 Corinthians 4.1, We beseech you, as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk, and to please God, so ye would abound more uh, and more. And so, um, uh, a consecrated sacrifice, a continual sacrifice, a consistent sacrifice, a compounding sacrifice, and then lastly, put down point number five, a Christ-centered sacrifice. A Christ-centered uh, sacrifice. And I get that uh, we didn't read every word these two chapters. We have read every one of these words several times leading up to this. Uh, and, and, I, and I want to approach it a little differently today on uh, how does it apply to us? Uh, what, what can we learn from this? Uh, and I think there's a whole lot we can learn. Uh, and then ultimately, the life of sacrifice that we live uh, is a Christ-centered uh, sacrifice. And if you go back to chapter 28, verse number 2, command the children of Israel and say unto them, my offering uh, and my bread... Uh, and my sacrifices, uh, they're unto me, and they're, it's my, it's my, it's mine. Um, and I'm going to get the verse wrong, but um, uh, you're not your own. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Uh, Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 
Uh, and so when we're living that kind of a life, that kind of a sacrifice, uh, we're living a denying our flesh, dying to our flesh, and uh, not, well, I feel like doing this, or I don't feel like doing that, and my emotions, my emotions. Sometimes we call it following the Spirit, but we're calling it wrongly. We're following our emotions, our emotions, our emotions. Uh, I, I don't want to follow my emotions. I want to follow the Word of God. Is anybody with me on that? Uh, and the Lord says, here's what the sacrifices are like. Uh, here's what you can learn from these sacrifices. They're a, a consecrated offering, Lord. I want to please you, living for an audience of one. Uh, they're a consistent, a continual sacrifice. Uh, I don't want to have gaps. I don't want to have gaps. Uh, it's interesting, in the next couple of chapters, we're going to see God remembering every place that they stopped uh, on that 40-year journey in the wilderness uh, but the only one that he writes down, the only one that he really remembers, uh, that he specifies in that passage, are the ones in that first year that were leading them to Kadesh Barnea uh, and when they said no. And so uh, he marks those down, but there's a noticeable absence of uh, when they were backslidden, when they weren't living for God, when they were uh, uh, doing what they wanted to do. Uh, God never records any of that. Uh, and the only relevance my life has is as I interface with God's will, uh, as I'm involved in God's kingdom, boy, my desire is for God. The Bible's an autobiography. It's all about God. He wrote it. It's about him. Uh, any way that God would write me into the story is not as I'm doing my own thing and following my own whims, my own wishes, my own emotion. No, 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 no. It's as I follow God's will. Uh, and I live my life uh, as a living sacrifice to him, that's when God writes me into his story, not as the main character, obviously, uh, but at least as a voice that's crying in the wilderness, John the Baptist, he's the word, I'm just a voice, but I do want to, to have my life uh, be given wholly to the work of God, to the kingdom of God, and reaching people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.